0: welcome to another episode of glowing Point, the show where we play games and they suck I'm your host John with me as always
1: my co-host wombat how's it going wombat not every game we play sucks there are, there sure are seems like good it. ones out there uh, you're right you're right I've never Legends the mobile of Idol on this we week play. so it was it was a good week for games <laughs> uh, we also do other things like Watch anime. We're losers. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We also read light, light novels. novels. <laughs> right, it's not like we're reading War and Peace, like
0: Nobody should read War and Peace. It's
1: a long book. Fuck Tolstoy. <laughs> oh, oh John. Here we are. It's another day. It's another week. It is. Uh Uh-huh. And what was your glowing weak point? God fucking damn it. (laughs) Okay, I thought about this earlier. I thought about it, and what was I going to say? Oh, God. It's a great question. (laughs) I lost it. I knew it, and then I lost it. Oh, fuck. (laughs) John, John, help me out here. Give me an idea of what what I was going to say.
0: Did you watch something?
1: Did you. Did I watch something? Go somewhere? No. Did you get food? Did. Oh, there it is. There it is. Music. I've done jack shit this week, but I need to tell you. I I need to tell you about this place that we got food from the other day. The food is okay. It's alright. It doesn't matter. This is less a glowing weak point and more of, like, an interesting weak point. Okay. There is a place near us called Super Megadilla. And they sell quesadillas.
0: Yeah. I would presume that, yes.
1: Right. Um, And the, the quesadillas are all weird, every single one of them. They only have one spicy one, and it's vegetarian. That's weird. They have a cheeseburger quesadilla. That's weird. It's, I don't, I don't understand it. And the, John, when you have a quesadilla, what do you have on the side with your quesadilla? Salsa, typically. Okay, maybe, but but like a, a another food, like not a dipping sauce, but like another food. Oh. What might you have?
0: Um probably uh elotes. What's that? <laughs> you fucking <laughs> I hate you. I don't for not I don't know that. what you just said. <laughs> I mean per- personally I prefer um what is what is the name of, of like it's it's esquites is what what it is but it's it could be um also known as elotes in Basso, I think Are you say uh, it's bunch a of shit?
1: S- street street corn street corn okay I, I know that yeah uh no no you don't get that on the side here do you know what you get on the fucking side at super megadilla John fries yes you get fucking french fries of course you do
0: I, I knew that was coming <laughs> why
1: wouldn't you it only makes sense you have a quesadilla. you got your fries dip them in ketchup. Mm-hmm. That's, that goes with quesadilla. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. <laughs> Losing my mind. Super Megadilla. It's called Super Megadilla.
0: Everyone should go out there and try Esquite's. It's delicious.
1: <laughs> go out and try if Super Megadilla. It's weird.
0: I mean, elote in general is delicious, but, I mean, Esquite's elote and vaso is just... It's a better way. Okay. Anyways, uh, I went to the museum. Oh, what kind uh, of museum? The, an art museum. Ugh. The High Museum of Art. And and I... <clears throat> I decided to become a member of the museum, so now I'm a contributing member of the High Museum of Art. Of course you are. I can look down upon my throne at you, you meable. You feeble mortals what with your, did you say your first? drudgery. Did you <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> hey, it's a it's a museum of art, not of uh, English, right? So uh, you I lost went to your go English speaking
1: uh, capability long ago.
0: Rodin, uh, famous for the uh, the thinker. Okay, Auguste Rodin think your statue not or Rodan the a
1: very powerful boss in Elden Ring
0: no okay no we're talking about culture here um, so am I no you're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I've seen all the stuff before when I went to Europe but I you know it's here in Atlanta so might as well um, and yeah it was fun Uh, I expected to pay a lot of money because the only place I could find to park was $4 for every 30 minutes for a maximum of $16 parking.
1: So you can only be there for two
0: hours. (laughs) And uh, then I also expected to pay a lot uh, to get in. But the second Sunday of every month apparently is free.
1: Oh, that's a weird time for it to be free, but lucky. Yeah, well, it's
0: yeah, it's a sponsorship by, like, UPS so whatever. Still second then, uh, Sunday? Like. Yeah, then then I went out to, to leave, get in my car and leave and uh, the the gate was up, so I just drove right on out. <laughs> Didn't pay the thing, thing at
1: all. all. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty good. The next time you go there, they're going to charge you for fucking several months worth of parking?
0: No, see, uh, since I'm a member now, I get free parking. Oh! And it's, it's even closer, so... Nice. So I get to park directly underneath the, the museum instead of three blocks away.
1: The benefits of being swanky.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, and just <laughs> speaking of swank... Apparently there are, uh, the first and third Fridays of every month, they do jazz at the museum at night, and as a member, I get in for free, but I have to pay for parking since it's after hours, um,
1: jazz,
0: and, and yes, and the first one is DJ, the, the third one is, uh, um, live jazz. And the only thing I can think is that it's some swanky suits thing where all the snobby old people go to, you know, schmooze. And so I'm 100% going to go to that and show up as the least swanky person there. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to feel awkward in the slightest. I am going to do my damnedest to make sure everyone else there is feeling awkward before me.
1: Okay. Did you see yeah. any any pieces that really stood out to you? Um so
0: there was uh, I mean like with Rodin in particular I really like The Kiss more than The Thinker. It's it's a a better piece. Okay. He's, yeah. Um but uh they also had this um this exhibition of Munir Farman Farmayan's stuff, she was a, an Iranian mirror artist. Okay. She did a bunch of geometric mirror sculptures, and they are beautiful.
1: I've never heard of a mirror sculpture. It's It's like a sculpture, but it's made out of mirrors. I mean, I understood what it was. I just have no concept <laughs> of what that would look like. <laughs> uh yeah. Okay. Well I'm glad you had yeah. fun at the art museum. I'm I did. interminably bored by uh art museums. I love art museums.
0: I do. I really do. That's
1: good. Alright, well I guess let's move on. Right. Do uh, you want to go first? You have more games on your list than I do.
0: I do technically have more games on my list. Um, so, Guardian Tales is pretty fast. Uh, I spent a lot of gems today, or not today, recently, uh, because I hit another cap in my Guardian level. I couldn't couldn't raise it anymore until I got a certain number of um, uh, epic exclusive equipments. And I (laughs) struggled a lot with that. Because, I mean, it's, it's a random chance when you summon things. I mean, you can buy it straight out of the store, but that costs a fuckload load of mileage tickets or um, magic metal that you get for dismantling the things that I don't have. Right. Um, so... <laughs> so, spent, like, 10,000 gems trying to get stuff, and I finally got it, and then I wasted time because I couldn't figure out how to limit-break them, and the reason was because... When you get these really fancy things, they automatically lock so that you're not an idiot and destroy things. Um, but I, I couldn't figure that out because I'm an idiot, nonetheless. <laughs> we all are. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's fun. Still a fun game. Still enjoying it. You should play it. You won't.
1: I mean, I keep wanting to. There's just so much else going on in my life. Okay. It's hard, man.
0: T- tell me about RuneScape, then. That game that you play instead.
1: Yeah. It's my life. Uh, RuneScape. I did what is considered the hardest quest in the game two days ago. Okay. As of recording. Song of the Elves. It, takes, it requires you to have level 70 in eight different skills, as well as be able to fight incredibly powerful bosses with, like, difficult mechanics and shit. Okay. It took five hours to complete. And that's not not including all the breaks I took all the time I spent just rummaging around in my inventory and my bank looking for things and stuff, sorting out my inventory to do more of the quest. That was just me actively playing the quest. Five hours. That sounds boring. It was cool. It was cool as shit, dude. (laughs) You start out the quest... By uh, organizing a rebellion in, in one of the major cities in the game, um, and yeah. and you have two big battles against uh, against different factions who are colluding together, and it, it and it ends with you overthrowing the king and he gets his fucking head chopped off. Wow! And that's that's not even a quarter of the way through the quest because after that you get kidnapped by the elves and now it's all about the elves. You don't have to go back to that city again. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Huh. Because now it's all about... uh, You thought the the elves were trying to summon the evil god Zamorak? Well, you're wrong. (coughs) They're not. They're trying to summon their own actual goddess who they believe still exists, trapped within the death altar that you uh, uncovered in the previous quest. And then you have to gather up the the eight different elf lords, and while you're doing that, you're also li- like like uh, fighting the other elves. And at, at one point, the the leader of the rebellion, the elf rebellion, betrays you and joins the other side. Like, there's so much going on in this fucking quest, dude. <laughs> and also, I had it easy. I said it took me five hours, right? There is a section of the game, uh, of the quest, where you are tasked with exploring a library and unlocking the seals uh, in order to find out more information about what happened with the elf goddess. Right? Yeah. So this this is a whole lot of running around a big big isn't even the right word for it. Massive, annoying space. Just... Like, I filled my inventory with stamina potions, because that's what people told me to do. I didn't need all of them, but...
0: I needed okay. quite a
1: few. You're just yeah. running around and and uh, attaching mirrors to, to pillars and, and rotating the mirrors so that... Uh, a light goes towards a seal and then the light will break the seal when it reaches it. Mm -hmm. There are two places where you need to cross a handhold in this dungeon. Now each handhold is actually like eight different handholds and each one of them is an agility check. So if you fail the agility check at any point, you will just fall down and you'll have to attempt again. And of course, apparently these are like really notorious for being, um, and I've seen, I've seen my friends fall, uh, fall off of it when they were doing the previous quest because it also had one of these handholds and they fell off it like 20 plus times. Right. Mm -hmm. I got really lucky. I fell down once in both quests. Once a quest, Hmm. so it it went. It went quickly for me because I did not fucking fail the agility check over and over and over again. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, it was fun, and it's it's one step closer to me having the quest cape for the first time in my life. I actually, I have five quests before I get that, including the one that comes out. Two days from when we're recording this, and like just before the episode comes out. Okay. Yep. And then I'll have the quest cape, and I'll be happy. Nice. That, that's all and I've you been doing. Already, is you currently have the fire capes, right? I have the fire cape. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do not have the uh, the upgraded version of the fire cape because that's yeah. one of the hardest. Um, fights in the entire game yeah <laughs> people try for months to get the inferno cape mm-hmm. so but yeah i'll have the quest cape soon and that'll be my first like like real achievement cape and that'll be awesome nice yeah tell me tell me what's been going on in destiny 2 Hey, uh, I've been playing. Hey! That's
0: what's happening.
1: That hasn't been uh, happening recently.
0: D- it hasn't for a very long time. Um, but yeah, I, I popped open Destiny 2 again. Um, I mean, it was a full week ago when I played it. But uh, <laughs> hey, that's it's an amount. Yeah. it's a new season already. There, we're like five weeks into it. And, you know, played once, uh, but you know, got into the story a little bit. And it's like cool. We'll get to get to go save this dude and uh, uh, do this this these two missions, and they're they're pretty fun. And then it's like, all right, next step of the quest is to do that mission again and uh, use this currency to open the chest at the end. It's like ah, cool. I don't have that currency. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Got to go grind that currency out. Yeah. So, what's the best way to get this? The base game. Hmm. The base game.
0: Yeah. Going and playing strikes gambit and crucible. Hey,
1: so since you're I was playing with okay Kristen with gambit now.
0: We we went and we played gambit and. Uh cuz we haven't gilded this season. We gilded last season early and then stopped playing. But uh haven't haven't gilded this season yet. So um there's six requirements to gilding. Uh one is you have to win 30 games. Uh another is to get uh, like 100,000 kills with uh Whatever the seasonal weapon is, which... It's a pulse rifle this time. That'll be easy. I'm not even worried about that. Uh, one is... Uh, kill five invaders trying to kill you. Another is kill 25 people as an invader. Okay. And, um... Uh, reset your rank. Uh, which I'm, like, halfway through. And the last one is, um be an overachiever in each match is basically what it comes down to. It's win a match while also not having died or uh, getting, dealing the most damage period across all things. Like you have to have dealt the most damage. And that's both teams. It's not even like you win but the, yeah. Um, And there's one other and I can't remember what it is. I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah, I've got all ten of my gold medals. Oh, good. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, sat down, played gambit,
0: finished a thing.
1: <laughs> John is low key one of the best Destiny two players out there. I mean, I am in the
0: top point zero one percent of players. Right. So. So yes. Yes. So yes. <laughs> Uh, that might have changed, though, actually. I, I might be even higher now that I've gotten Dr- Gilded Dredge in so many times. But... Top
1: 0. .0001% of players. Yeah, I mean, there's still
0: players like, infinitely better than I am.
1: Right. But... <laughs> there's streamers out there who make this game their entire life. and
0: <laughs> Yeah. I did that for a while. It didn't work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so...
0: You were supposed to play Symphony of War, the Nephilim Saga,
1: and I did. I wish I got more time with it. I'm definitely going to keep playing it after this week. I might, I might go to complete it. Okay. Well, tell us about it. Uh, so I, I've talked about it before, but that was probably like a year and a half ago or more. Um, yeah. So it's a Fire Emblem ripoff game it has this weird it's it's not bad it, I actually kind of like it but it's got this weird art style that's like realistic for, for the character <coughs> portraits but but mm-hmm. also like weirdly it's realistic and weirdly anime at the same time um, which I guess is okay. kind of the thing that like the good era of Fire Emblem has going on too yeah. But it, it looks different than that. I don't know how to describe it. Um, okay. The sprite art is all really good. Uh, I've been playing with the music on, which I don't think I did before, and the music is also really good. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting the music to be as good as it is, considering this is like an, a, an SRPG maker game kind of thing. Yeah. Um. The, the biggest the biggest thing I like about the game is the squad based system for the the battles. each Each character doesn't control just themselves. They exist on like a 9 by nine grid that uh, and, and they're just one character leading that squad of people. Yeah, and and then they have like a capacity number and a a unit takes up a certain amount of capacity and it changes depending on the unit itself and the squad they're being placed into who's the leader and shit like that right uh huh but, but you build your squad using that capacity and then you battle with them and they gain levels and class changes happen like start happening pretty early especially for your uh the the people who are in your main squad, like the the, the lords' squad, basically. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And, and so you're you're pretty quickly going from like, oh, here's a basic militia dude to, okay, here's here's a fucking spear dude, and and on from there until you have like super heavy infantry at the front of your thing. Uh, I'm like six okay. chapters in. Also. You can, you can recruit people between chapters and you can recruit rarer people and buy better items at bazaars that sometimes show up during chapters. And okay. I went to a bazaar during a chapter and I found a heavy infantry dude with a big sword who can hit twice and Ooh. I bought him. <laughs> I haven't had the chance to use him yet but i got him and he's he's at the front of my lord's party and he's going to be good <laughs> nice i'm feeling excited is, is that a champion yes a champion he's a champion um yeah. you there's also like dragons that take up to uh two people's worth of the grid but they're like super worth it the dragons are so powerful um mages at this point in the game are essentially worthless they they only attack on the second turn of combat. they spend the first one charging up their shit, which means they only attack after they've been retaliated against. Uh, I think because I, I restarted my save file so that I could uh, uh, I could do this. Um, but I th- if I remember correctly, there will be a thing I can unlock soon-ish that makes mages more useful. Mm-hmm. But right now they're they're basically not worth using, like at all. Okay. Uh, as far as the story goes, it's pretty it's pretty clearly some fire emblem shit going on. Like we're we're entrenched in the world of politics, and like the the prime minister of the country has framed us for attempting to assassinate the the empress and then he actually murdered the empress and we're on the run we're working we're working with a uh, a sect a holy sect and also we're probably a reincarnated version of their gods <laughs> and okay. so there'll be supernatural shit later as is always the case with Fire Emblem But right now, it's it's the political shit Which is the stuff I really like I like how okay. long Fire Emblem games stay In that, like, two countries battling Or Like, factions within a Single country battling I, I like how long mm-hmm. they stay there Before getting to the, the crazier shit Okay And I'm hoping this one is the same It feels like it will be but yeah, it it plays really well. It looks pretty good. It's not it's not an art style for everybody's taste, but I like it a lot. Well, I'm glad. So John, you were supposed to play Bomber Crew Deluxe. Yes,
0: and I also did because it is what I was supposed to do. Good job. And I also did, did not play as much of it. Yeah. I also didn't play as much of it as I'd like to have, but that's because I don't have any time ever for anything. Um, the best way I can describe this is like FTL, but real time and, uh, 1941. And
1: 1941. Yeah. So we're talking World War II. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're talking. We're bombing World War Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is it okay? So when they say bomber crew, this is like, this is a bomber. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's like a it's like a flying fortress sort of thing. Like we got five um, dudes in this thing about to drop a bomb, like by hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can have. Um, At least at the point I was got to, you could have two different gunners because there's three, uh, maximum four, uh, gunning turrets. So there's there's one on the top, one on the back, one on the front, and you could buy one for the bottom, which I never did because it cost a lot. Um, and you know each each turret only has a specific range of view it can fire upon, so, um, then, uh, you, you have a pilot, and you're, you're having to switch between these people, like, you can view outside of the plane, and, like, that's how you move and aim things, because you're not actually shooting at things. But you're functionally playing as the spotter. Right. So you, you spot enemies and you like hold space while focusing on them, and then it'll target them. Um, and you also, you've got a, a helmsman who puts out new um, uh, targets for you to fly at. And so you have to, like, focus on that, or or the landing strip, or, you know, that sort of thing, to, to actually fly over or near things. And uh, and you're switching between characters for, like, alright, I need to move my machine gunner to a different area, or, you know, you you, you click on the um, the engineer to jump out of the plane and fix a wing, or to move... Um, move ammunition around because yeah, you can run out of ammo. <laughs> I mean, you can't in that there's an infinite amount of ammo, but there's a there's a only a set amount of ammo in the guns. So if you right. run out, then you've got to have someone refill it.
1: Okay. And um, question? Yeah. Uh, can you have one of your guys, Slim Pickens, the bomb? I don't know what that means. You've seen Doctor Strangelove, right? No. Okay, so in Doctor Strangelove, when they when they finally drop the bomb, Slim Pickens is a character in the movie. He's he's one of the bombers. He rides the bomb down.
0: Ah uh, No, you can't do that. Damn. <laughs> um But yeah, like it, it was it was actually quite a bit of fun. There's there's a lot of things to to have to focus on at the same time while you're getting shot at, and you've got to worry about you know are you going to run out of fuel and then fall and die. <laughs> so you know, work fast. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, okay. fun game.
0: It sounds like to stressful for me. I won't. <laughs>
1: Did you say you won't?
0: Yeah. I, I'm not ever going to have time to play this again. Bam. But... Yep.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, well, you still have one more before we get to our mutual yeah, game.
0: whatever. We can move on.
1: Okay. It's, it's just There's... more clicking on stuff and waiting for things to happen.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Game facts!
0: Wait. Oh, wait, wait. Before we get to that, it's we a had start. a... <laughs> mutual mobile game. Right. We we played Fallout Shelter. A super shitty game.
1: <laughs> I'll be I honest. I didn't expect this to be this bad. I was expecting it to be worse. It's pretty bad, but I was expecting it to be a lot worse.
0: I when when this came out, I heard lots and lots of people talking about this game very positively. I and did too. Maybe Maybe they were just starved for. I mean, this is an idle game. Uh, starved for idle games, or starved they, for just, Fallout. Yeah, starved for Fallout, or maybe just there were no good mobile games at the time. I don't know, but this wasn't it. Uh, uh, <laughs> why don't you tell your story
1: and then I'll I'll tell mine. <laughs> um, so it's just a management game. You build like a power area. We didn't get too, too far into this because we both got kind of frustrated with it. But you build, like, an area that generates power for you and then you use that power to generate, like, your food and your water production and you build living quarters and then you can build storage rooms so that you can store more shit and then you can build, like, med bays and shit so you can produce stim packs for health and stuff. Uh, it's just... It's producing shit to build shit to produce more shit but everything is so my biggest gripe with this game is that it doesn't want it's it, it's it's just cashing in on like Fallout as a brand right? It doesn't want you to play the game well that too but, but like my issue is like why are caps relevant inside of a vault? yeah it doesn't there's no reason for caps to be relevant in the vault, and also no. you send people out to explore the vault, and then you and then they come back and shit. Have they never played the first game? Yeah, no. Because, because I was that's the plot that too, of the first like... game, and they don't let you back into the vault at the end of the no. game. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, like. It, it it just feels like this was made by people who have heard of Fallout. They have all the terms for Fallout. They know what a Super Mutant is. They know what a Vault is. They, they've seen the Vault suit. But they've never actually put their hands on any Fallout game. Even, like, one of the bad ones. They've never put their hands on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Uh... My main issue was that the game doesn't want you to play it. Like, you, there's always so to to talk about idle on. You, you get a lot of things by you know spending time just letting it it play. That's how idle games generally work. But right. there's also usually some amount of hands-on stuff you can do. It's like if you're if you're one or two, you know chunks of lumber away from building some, you know, from buying something or, or making something in Eidolon, then you can send your person to go chop the wood, and you you accrue wood immediately. Um, you can, you know, tell them to go do this, and tell them to go do that. This game... You can't do anything at <laughs> all without caps. Yes. And... The only thing that you can do with caps is build more shit. Right. And... and the the main loop of the game is you get more uh, people to come live in your shelter. And then, over time, you expand your base. But... After the initial people showing up to the base. I had one person show up after that. Now, you can you can get around this. Like you don't have to wait for that for forever, you for for random people to show up. You can you can have two people fuck and they can make a child. Uh, it takes forever for a child to grow. <laughs> it does. I I, I I did not have one grow up. I I I no, I didn't have one grow up either technically, that is the only living character of mine, uh, is the little brat running around. Oh, all the rest Um, are dead? Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. The, The other thing is that, like, the only interesting thing that you can do with characters is, like, you can equip new outfits or equipment on them, and you get these by opening lunch boxes that the game gives you, like, two of. And, and that's it like there's there's nothing that shows you a path to get more of them there's it's just like here here you go good luck hope you can survive with that and so I uh, I upgraded my, my um power production and my food production and my water production which is the only three things that matters uh and uh was constantly low on all of them regardless of the fact that I had the maximum amount of people in each room um, with the highest special stat for those things um, which is, it's a stupidly simple mechanic Um, it it really is it's it's almost insultingly stupid how simple the game is Um, but then they want you to pay money so they fuck you over constantly uh, so, if you are running out of something, you can put a rush job on that room, and it has a percent chance to work, or percent chance to fail and cause a disaster of some sort. So the first time I did it, it failed and it caused a fire, and I was like, okay, whatever, they put out the fire. Uh, then, after I did a few achievements in-game, one of the achievements was, uh, cause a fire and successfully put it out. It's like, okay, cool, so I'll start doing this again. And, um... I did, and I successfully did it a couple times, the, the rush job, without causing a fire, and then... I failed. And this time, the failure was not a... fire, it was rad roaches. Yep. Just spawning. The radroaches uh, sucks. Yeah, and... so, my people fought it off, which was fine, and, uh, then... I I had an extra person, so I was like, alright, well, one of the things you can do is you can send them out into the wilderness, so I'll, I'll send them out, sent them out without anything, they came back uh, pretty quick after, it was like five minutes of gameplay, and they just walked back up to the, the door, and I was like, okay, cool, so you send them out, they go do things, and then when they're, you know, hurt or something, or they, they can't find anything, they return. So I had just gotten one of my boxes and in it I got the one gun that I got for the entire game and a set of like armor oversuits or whatever. So I was like, "Cool, here's here's, you know, some armor and here's a weapon. Go back out there, enjoy your time, come back soon." And they died instantly. Really? Like they yeah, they, they ran into a death claw and just died immediately.
1: Oh, might have run into death claws and fucking made it back out.
0: Yeah, nope, they didn't. They just they just went out there and they fucking died. <laughs> Great. So there went the single weapon that I ever got. Um and then I wasn't even doing a rush or anything. I was just, you know, letting the game progress. I, I need more and more food. I I, I don't know why. Just, I could never catch up with food production. Um, and uh, out of nowhere there's a radroach infestation. <laughs> and I my people put it down, but there's like everyone's pretty badly hurt in the room. And then another ten minutes goes by and I get another rad roach infestation.
1: <laughs> Jesus!
0: And I like what the fuck game. <sighs> and at this point, all of my uh, people in the room successfully fight off all the rad roaches, but one. And then, over the course of the remaining fifteen minutes, I played this game. I sent other people into that room, and the one rad roach that was alive killed them all. All wow. fourteen people that I have alive. One <laughs> rad roach. <laughs> so it's it's not and 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 m- the majority of those people were fully healed and i had a med bay at this point which was producing stimpaks i used stimpaks on several of them to heal them up it didn't matter they they just they would stomp on it or punch it or whatever and it didn't matter so literally all of my people died because of one rad roach.
1: and you didn't have a gun
0: yeah i didn't have a gun or anything because the game sucks
1: Right. L- like, if they're going to make it a random thing where, like, the rad roaches can show up and just kill you all unless you have a gun, then there should just be, like, a, a basic starter pistol that maybe does, like, one to two damage.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have a fist, that's your starting weapon, that does one damage. But, uh, but apparently no were... one wants to use it.
1: Right. It seemed like a, a weapon in, in that it's technically equipped because it's your fist. Yeah. But nobody yeah. was punching the rad roaches. Yeah, I had to... I mean, they killed most of them. They just didn't kill that one. I lost my entire power supply team to a rad roach and then I just fucking started a different vault. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, no. It, this this game sucks.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not good yeah so while we were talking hold on the, oh, okay. yeah. while we were talking, I opened the game back up to try and uh, and do even just a little bit more, right? And all of a yeah. sudden, I had a Raiders attack and, yeah. and they broke into my vault and then it it just kind of resolved itself um, I guess they can use fists against people because they were all punching the, the Raiders. The raiders didn't kill anybody. All the raiders died, so I don't know why they won't yeah. punch a radroach.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Also, you can't play the game anymore because uh, there are achievements.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna stop now. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. delete it today. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Game facts.
0: Game facts! The facts about
1: the Otogiriso. What? Okay, well, it's a short one at least. Alright. <laughs> Otogiriso is a horror visual novel developed by Koichi Nakamura at Chunsoft and published for the Super Famicom and PlayStation. I know Chunsoft. Yeah. Wait, you, Super you can Famicom? Going. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is super early. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. It took a, it took a second for that to like register with me.
0: <laughs>
1: this is an 1992. old shit game. In Otogiruso, you follow Kohei and his girlfriend Nami as they get in a car accident and spend the night in a nearby deserted mansion soon hearing lurking noises from the shadows around them. This is not Nami yeah, from One Piece, right?
0: It is not Nami from One Piece, no.
1: Okay. Disappointing. <laughs> the title literally translates to St. John's Wort, an invasive and poisonous weed that has been used in herbalism for centuries, but also interferes with real medicines. In the game the mansion has a huge garden of it. Why would Why would I also have a, have garden
0: a huge obsessed? garden of of uh dandelions and um...
1: that's called an untended lawn. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and and my lawn absolutely is untended. And this is not a garden, this is an untended courtyard. Who who, who would just be like, yeah, I'm going to grow some St. John's wort? I don't know. I love St. John's (laughs) wort. We have, of course, spoken about Koichi in the past, as he was a Chunsoft founder and created the Dragon Quest franchise, as well as Japan's first adventure game, the Portopia Serial Murder Case. Speaking of games we've spoken of before, it was heavily influenced by Sweet Home, the first horror game ever. This guy just does so much shit. Yeah. I mean,
0: he didn't make Sweet Home, but this game was influenced by it.
1: Right. No, but I mean, he also did make Portopia serial murder case and created Dragon Quest. Yeah. And founded Chunsoft. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He does... He's done a lot.
0: He he definitely has. <laughs> is he,
1: is he still doing shit? Um I feel like we might have yeah, talked about I mean, that he, when he, we talked he, about Portopia's serial murder case. We,
0: we we did. Uh he still works on every Dragon Quest game.
1: Right. Okay. I remember now. That's like that's 30 years just right there. That's 30 uh-huh. years of Dragon Quest. <laughs> uh-huh. Or closing in on it, at least. Insane. Koichi came up with the idea after he showed his girlfriend Dragon Quest, and she was super disinterested, called him a dweeb. So he designed Oto for people who haven't played games before. Really? Yeah. You designed a niche horror visual novel for people who haven't played games. Uh-huh. You people's first game is never a horror visual novel. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's not a single instance of a person who has gotten into a game via a horror visual novel.
0: I don't know. Maybe his girlfriend did.
1: Maybe. She probably just called him a probably super not. dweeb.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was a super dweeb.
1: Right, he is a super dweeb. Correct, yeah. Developed as the first of Chunsoft's sound novel series, it is, in actuality... Oh, I read this wrong. Whatever. It, in actuality, is the world's first visual novel. You worded it weird, that's why. And performed rather well, selling over 400,000 copies in Japan. That's that's a niche game selling right there. That's
0: actually pretty good uh, sales for Japan.
1: It is pretty good sales. <laughs> I guess I'm just used to numbers from like today.
0: Yeah. No, that's 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 in crane. It, in crane. Fuck, I am head's killing me right now. <laughs> Damn. That's uh a quick yeah, the, the, those... yeah. Basically, uh, but yeah those those are insane numbers for 1992.
1: Yeah, for 1992. I was thinking like today's numbers and I'm like 400,000 that's like what a bad Resident Evil spin-off would sell.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that um that mobile game that Blizzard thought that everyone wanted to play.
1: <laughs> uh Diablo Di- Diablo immortal Infinite? Immortal. immortal? Yeah, that one. Yeah. In 2001, it was adapted into the horror film St. John's Wart by Ten Shimoyama, and starred actress Megumi Okina as Nami best known for her performances in the original The Grudge and the Thai horror film Shudder. Yeah. Did she play the creepy girl in The Grudge? Uh Uh-huh. The well girl? Yeah. Okay. I've never seen Shudder. It's about, uh, cameras. In 2016, it received a sequel titled Kirigiriso, which is a crossover with and prequel to the Danganronpa series. Mm -hmm. I really like the first two Danganronpa games. I've played them all the way through. I love them so much.
0: Well, this is a prequel to that. It follows the detective Kirigiri.
1: Uh, the character from the game or her dad? Her dad. Okay. I think. Pretty sure. Alright.
0: And that was just the facts. Cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, did you want to just make this a short episode since your head is fucking throbbing? I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know exactly
0: yet. how much uh, I can contribute to the topic. So maybe if you want to do that, I mean, this is just what was there. I didn't put this here. <laughs> I it's been there for a while. Oh, you you did put it there. You just put it there like four a weeks
1: month ago. and a half to two months ago. <laughs> yeah. Other things came up. We had so much to do. Yeah. Uh, well
0: if it, go ahead
1: okay we can t- we can talk a little bit about it Wait, I just want okay. I just want to talk about turn-based games for a little bit because um, my girlfriend Bug. really hates turn-based games she says she's
0: intelligent
1: <laughs> she says that <laughs> she doesn't understand how there's any difficulty to them she thinks that they're just like the easiest thing that you could ever possibly do and I'm here to say no, Uh, Turn-based games are one of the best tests of of logic that you will ever apply yourself to. Not in the random battles, because the random battles are always just click attack and move on, but in boss fights. I think that turn-based boss fights are actually the best kind of boss fight in video games. And that's, uh, the, the thousands
0: of fans of Dark Souls would disagree.
1: <laughs> I understand, and they're losers. Um uh, But what I like about a turn-based boss fight is like it very rarely do you go into it and you're just going to get fucked up immediately, right? if if a game does that to you, it's a bad game. But Generally, when you go into a, a good turn-based boss fight, you, you start attacking the enemy and you see what works. And then the enemy gets a, a chance to attack you and you see what their whole deal is. And then you're able to work around that. Like, you can switch party members in to, to take advantage of it. Or you can use different abilities. But you, you always have time to think about what you're about to do. You know, with with real-time games, like, it it could be you walk into a boss fight and the dude attacks you, and because you didn't know to dodge in the proper direction, you're just dead. Right? Yeah. But that rarely happens in a turn-based game. Like I said, if it does, it's a bad boss.
0: Like, See, I'm just thinking of all of the original Final Fantasy games, and uh, the the elegance that you're mentioning here doesn't exist. How do you mean? I mean, like, in Final Fantasy V, you, you, you mentioned previously how you can just, you know, it's random battles, you could just go in and press fight, and then you win move on. Right. You could l- literally do that with every single battle in the game.
1: That's not true. for,
0: for Wombat.
1: Well, I've played I Final have Fantasy beaten five.
0: Final Fantasies 1 through 6. <laughs> I have beaten entirely by pressing fight and attack every <laughs> time and just doing whatever black magic shows up and the obvious one for like, oh, it's an ice dude so I'm going to use fire. It, it, you, can, you can literally do that
1: the entire game and win. I know that for a fact because I have. I didn't do that. So I don't have that experience. I I try to take advantage of like weaknesses and learning all the different kinds of magic and shit. So I'll be like, I'll have a blue mage in the party because I know there's an enemy coming up that I want to steal the magic from. But that also puts me in the blue mage class. Which, until you get good spells, is a shit class. Sucks. It's, it sucks. It, it's, a, yeah. it, it, it's terrible until you get, like, a good six or seven skills. So so you're basically just down a party member until that point.
0: Um, yeah, but you can still just attack with all four of them and win. <laughs> Dude... I have beaten bosses before where the black mage just attacks with the knife.
1: Shut the fuck up. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I, am <I'm>, like, like, <laughs> I have, I have no
0: basis for what you're saying because like for the first six games, you can just hit A over and over again until the thing dies. And then move on. It, it, it's not some elegant game of chess where you're you're matching your your moves against some grandmaster. It, it's it's a thing that has a health bar that's yay long, and you just have to hit attack and deal bits of its di- health bar until it goes away.
1: I mean, I feel like four through six have more going on with them than one through three. Although the remake for three is more complex, once they remade it for like the DS and it's on Steam now, it's a it's a more interesting game than the original was. But like four and six especially try to keep you engaged by um, by cycling out the party members that you have available to you at any given point, like. They're, yeah. they're all capable of doing different things. Like, when you have Palem and Porum as your only party members, you're not just hitting attack. You have to think about uh-huh. what they're about to do, because they can't hit for yep. shit with a basic attack. You are.
0: <laughs> I mean, I can't, again, I can't speak for, for anything after 6. Like, maybe, maybe in the Final Fantasy seven remake or Final Fantasy fifteen or some shit. Well the
1: remake is live action and turn based. Like it's it, it it hides its its um its turn based itness with a veneer of like I'm doing basic attacks in real time. But you're ju- yeah. in reality you're waiting for the gauge to fill so that you can do a special attack. Yeah. Um, no I mean the, the, definitely later games have more going on than those early ones but I still feel like they had they they had complexities to them in those early days um, I would actually well, say mentioned. Final Fantasy 8 is the closest to what you're talking about because the strategy for Final Fantasy 8 is just get like 200 water materia and attach it to your HP and then smack enemies <sighs> until the end of time
0: <laughs> uh Yeah, I just I I don't see it I don't I don't see the majestic chess game you're describing. And, and you also mentioned like being able to switch out party members
1: and stuff. Some like, of them mid-fight. don't let you do you, that. You, you, yeah, you, it's, you it's just inferior. can't do you, that. <laughs> you just have to load a save point and be like, okay, well, this person is going to be better for the battle, and yeah, that's that's frustrating. I don't like that so much.
0: Yeah, I I think there's a uh, a certain amount of. Um... Credit you are giving the developers who uh, probably didn't actually uh, think that far ahead.
1: No, you think they just threw a bunch of bullshit attacks on a boss and called it a day? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. So you're you're in the camp with my girlfriend who's like, these are easy as shit. Why would anybody play them? Yes. Okay.
0: and also also like even even if you give the credit to them of like having these things planned out of of you know you want to be using these attacks and and you want to like defend at these times versus these attacks and stuff uh it's a turn-based game right it, it, you 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 can just like a game of chess walk away and think about it for a minute and come back and yeah. do the thing.
1: I mean, that was one of the selling points I, I had for it is you you have time to think about it before you make Do you, you know what people don't say
0: is one of the most exciting games of all time? Chess. <laughs> I like
1: chess. Is it exciting? <laughs> I understand. Okay. Th- turn-based games do not have the thrill of a real-time game. Like, they don't. A Dark Souls boss is always going to feel more awesome when you beat it than a fucking Final Fantasy VII boss.
0: You but, are correct. Turn-based games don't have any thrill to them.
1: But I still feel like <laughs> there's something there. There, There's a satisfaction you get from being able to, to think about what you're doing and, and then like make the correct core like action as opposed to like the real time games where you're pretty much just testing your reflexes all the time. Just, just when, when is the proper time to dodge? Dodge. Now I attack. Attack. Oh shit, that I attacked too soon. Now I took too much damage. Like That's kind of what all those bosses feel like to me. It's just it's just a reflex check. And, yeah, and there's more strategy going on with turn-based games. I, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I don't know
1: about that. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that was all I had because I didn't think about this too much in advance.
0: Like yeah, I forgot you planned this out.
1: I forgot it was uh, even forever ago. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I had more I was going to say two months ago, and it's not coming to me right now.
0: Oh, well. My head's killing me, so we're going to kill this now.
1: Yeah, Uh, we're we're done. It would be super
0: helpful if you would share this with someone who is an herbalist. And also, uh, look forward to next time when we talk about the... Are we doing anime or news?
1: Uh we'll do news because there's not even that much anime out yet.
0: Okay. We'll talk about the news and a one-hit blunder. We're going to be listening to Gary Jules album Trading Snake Oil for Wolf Tickets. Okay, question.
1: Yeah. Is this the uh Is this the cover of Mad World? Correct. Yeah. God, fuck me. <laughs> I hate that cover. It's it's one of the worst covers of a song I've ever heard. It it strips all fucking goodness from the original and leaves you with just this fucking sad piano bullshit. Yep, but it's a one hit wonder, and it's so... it's like the defining song of one of my favorite movies too. Uh huh. Which sucks. It's the worst part of Donnie Darko.
0: <laughs> so if you want to follow along, listen to Trading Snake Oil for Wolf Tickets by Gary Jules. And we'll talk about that next week. Bye. Bye, everyone.